Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, how y'all doing? It is a beautiful day. I'm telling you, exercising and not exercising, exercising, but just going for a walk or a hike first thing in the morning or doing a light row first thing in the morning has been game changer. And I don't count that as my exercise for the day. I didn't want to get up and like work hard during the day, but I do like feeling energized. So daily walking, it's the thing. I have been approaching all my first appointments with so much more vitality. So maybe not a hard workout, but what if you just went for a walk or a light row or a quick 10, 15 minutes Peloton ride for those of you who have Pelotons or whatever. But anyway, all that to say, I'm feeling good, but I'm also feeling especially good because y'all know how I am. I have a guest, my amazing client. Actually, we worked together for about a year. She stopped and then she came back. And just seeing her evolution and how she's grown. Talk about a high power, badass Black woman. Oh, yes. Get ready. Get a cup of coffee because you guys are going to just... Listen as we discuss how coaching has helped her, what she's done, but she's amazing. And after this podcast, you will think so too. So introduce yourself. Thank you. I'm honored actually to uh, be here today and to get to really speak about my work with you. So my name is Maimuna. I am uh, based in, in Paris and I'm an entrepreneur and also aspiring writer and filmmaker because, as you know, I have a lot of projects and I'm sure we'll discuss how you helped me through all of that. But yeah, this is who I am. Not aspiring. You're doing it. <laughs> First correction. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are doing it. Not aspiring. It's being done. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I know we like, am I wrong? Did, did we work together for a year or was it just one six-month period and then... Yeah, that was actually a one six months period. And okay. then I went through a, a little break integration. I think the first round that it definitely uncovered so many things and I needed to integrate that. And then when I, when I felt ready, I felt like I was ready to go to the deeper next level with you. But we've been working for a year and a half in total, I think. Yeah. 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 It's so funny because so many of my people, when they start working with me, they're like six months and it's like, they're like, do I need to work again? I'm like, what else is there to work with? And then everybody mostly goes after that second time. It's like, oh, yeah, we do go deeper. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Mm, Exactly. It's almost the integration phase. Like you go out there and you realize a lot of the patterns and it's the awareness phase, but then realize that it needs to be uncovered like at a deeper level to really liberate it from that. So yeah, that's what, that's how I felt. Okay. Tell them what you do. How do you make your money? I know you said entrepreneur, but tell them what do you do? Yeah, so I'm a marketing communication and also specialist in media. And so I I set up my own firm for five years ago to really 
work with a lot of impact-oriented organizations on social justice, climate, and human rights. And essentially what I do is to help this organization develop their narratives. And I also do a lot of PR, press, and events work. So it's really like a, I'm a fully-fledged communication person. And before selling my business, I actually work at communications agencies for 10 years. And so there was a lot of work to do in that transition phase as to like, how do I want to really make money doing that, but my way in an authentic way. And also, as you know, being entrepreneurs, uh, like going through all the ebbs and flows, etc. So yeah, it's been an interesting ride, but that's what I do. Okay. Yeah. I love working with entrepreneurs because as you said, it's the ebb and flow and our mind just loves to mess with us with the ebbs and the flows. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Sure. Right. So why did you reach out the first time? We'll talk about the second time, but if you can remember, what was it that brought you to me? If you can remember. Yeah, I remember. I think for me, it took me a while to really kind of be describing myself as a high achieving woman Mm -hmm. and I think when I reached out I was probably in my second year as a business owner and I really realized at that point that being a high achieving like I, I started to hear about your definition of high achieving black woman and also realizing that my identity as a woman and as a black woman and also being an entrepreneur is all these different facets and how I show up in the world and how I address my challenge and my feelings and also some of my traumas, I really realized that there was a a singular experience for me versus other persons that I work with, but I I felt like they didn't have that kind of heavy burden Mm -hmm. thoughts. And so that's how I, I realized that it would be interesting for me to go through a journey to really unpack this and at this point, I think that's really how I realized that uh, I was compartmentalizing how I was showing up as an entrepreneur and how I am in my family and friends. And I realized that my history, actually, the way I show up in these other fears, it, that it also had an impact as to everything, how I approach and why I would be open in a certain work situation, why I would be closed and my thoughts. So I really realized that it would be interesting for me to really go to kind of a deep work. And what I love when working with you is that I can bring up topic with my mom, with a client and with a friend, and then how all of this are actually kind of not the same, but there's usually a pattern that is kind of a a common ground that was a really interesting for me to interesting for me to uncover working with you. Yeah. And for you as an entrepreneur, why was that work important? Like figuring out like, or having a place to talk about your mom or, a contract dispute or something like, why was it important for you that you had a place that you can go discuss it or coach on it? Because actually that's really tied to that high achieving persona. I actually like to see my business growing year on year. And I realized that for me to really achieve my goals, that meant that um, some things had to change and that maybe there were certain things that were holding me back that served me for a certain stage of my life. But that if I wanted to go to a next level, that there were having a space where I can really look at my thoughts and understand where it's coming from, process an emotion if I had to process it so that by doing that, that could really set me up for what I wanted to achieve. Especially, I didn't say it in my introduction, but talking a lot about my business, but I also have this documentary project that actually- Oh, don't worry. I was going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) But this being like a very personal project, obviously like- triggered so many things. And then sometimes I would be in certain situations where this project will fulfill me, but 
will trigger me and then how I was showing up in my business. So I definitely need it deep down that I need to feel like someone gets me and I can have a space where I can really bring everything, including my crazy. Yeah, right. I think <laughs> oh, even if, if I want to be petty and just say, yes. I know this is not serving me, but I just want to say it out loud and I, I know I'm judgmental, but just having this space, it's great because I'm definitely a high achieving person, but I'm very hypersensitive and also... In French, we say emotive, but it means that I feel my emotions very intensely. Mm-hmm. So if I keep that in my head, in my body and everything, like it's, it definitely affects me in what I want to achieve daily. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So I loved our work we did our first six months. I think for you, it was a financial goal that we were really like, the documentary was kind of there, but there was also, it was more business focused that time. It was like, I want to reach this goal and you reached it. You had like contract worker, I believe, and like dealing with coaching on that and how to show up. And I also think it was purchasing a flat and Mm -hmm. all the stuff that went with purchasing a flat and like to stay in the game of it. And I think that For me, that really showed up our second time coming together. It was more, I think the value was being able to have the resources to stay in the game because the documentary then got to be, first of all, tell them about your documentary. What is it? Like, because I want everybody when it comes out, when I say I'm taking a plane of Paris, it's because I'm going (laughs) to her premiere of her documentary. But tell them, we don't know the name yet, but it's in route. Okay. Or maybe we do. I don't know. But Tell them about this documentary and why was it so important for you? So it's funny because I really feel that this documentary, like the first thing that comes to mind is that it's almost like a river, like it has a a current and then suddenly it has a current on the left and then on the right. So it's definitely a moving project, but it's really the stage right now where I can speak confidently about it because it's moving really in the right direction. But this project really started, uh, so as I said, I live in France and so you probably all... I can notice my French accent. So I was born in Normandy, so north of France. And my mom is from Senegal and my dad is from Mauritania. And so since I was born or little, I constantly felt like I had multiple identities being from a very conservative ethnic group from Africa. I think in English it's called Fula. So I had this like full-bodied Fula culture since I'm young. And then at the same time, the French world. And my documentary, it has a working name but essentially it's really to talk about the multifaceted identities of black women like me who are French by birth but we find ourselves constantly being in between our parents culture our parents heritage and our line of ancestry and at the same time integrating in France and also just talking about some of the things we live like racism like not being fully considered as French people per se because we don't look French or because of the color of our skin, our hair, etc. But at the same time, not being fully considered as proper Fula people based on the place we are born. So it's become a very intimate project because I'm going to be the main character of this. So I definitely need coaching because, you know, it's definitely a not uncomfortable project to uh, embody it, but it means that I actually expose myself by telling my whole story, my parents' story, also my wounds, etc. But it's also a project where my mom will also be featured to talk about what is it like for her to be migrating at 17 years old and raising her kids in France for the last 40 years. So, And the reason why I want to say that, I think you have the same in the US, but I know that telling our stories 
and saying it with our own narrative is so important to represent ourselves. And we're not so advanced with all of the series that I'm watching in the US. Like when we go to the cinema, theaters and, and movies, the Black story of the Black experience in France is still kind of absent. So I've wanted to give up this project so many times. And you've coached me through that because it's almost like reconnecting to why I'm doing it and then just knowing that it's definitely a challenging process, but it's worthwhile because it's going to serve the person, the people I want to feel seen, heard and understood, like the young teenage girls that will be seeing that and will hopefully uh, look to identify. But essentially, this documentary is really the documentary I would have loved to see when I was a kid growing up and trying to really understand, figure out who I am between all these different facets of identities. Yeah. I think most Black women can understand that whenever we're in a position where we want to share our voice or share our story, or we have the visibility thing, when we do that, that's when our shit comes up. And I think for you, part of that first round was mixing that in with building a business. So it's like, not only am I building a business as an entrepreneur, but I'm taking on this very personal, very vulnerable task. And we were dealing with stuff like, directors, writers, co-writers, and do they get it? Do they not get it? And all of that, and all of those decision-making things with the underlying thing of I'm putting myself out there, which is so taboo for us. Like our Mm -hmm. thing in our culture is don't let anybody know your shit. And you're doing the opposite of it. Like you're opening up, all the feels come up. And if you don't know how to deal with them, how to manage that, then I always say like, We're not in top spots because we don't have the capability. We're not in top spots or doing our stuff at the level that we want is because of this part right here. It's like, if we don't know, we like quit, right? Like, it's like, oh my God. Like, Mm. and if for you, it was like having a place that you can go to where you could be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And then we would coach. And you tell me what the result of or what was the impact for that for you? Yeah. So I think, you know, had I not been coached by you, if I didn't have the support system that intuitively I, I knew I needed to build to get to that, it's easy when I go through a doubt or like a heavy emotion to feel like, okay, this means that I'm. it means that I need to give up. Like it's so... overwhelming that it definitely must mean that I'm heading in the wrong direction or like all these things. It's like, who do you think you are? Especially like me, I I didn't go to a a film school and I just took like a a pen and started to write about it. So probably the same in the US, but France, like it's like almost like what's your credentials, your academics. So for me, I just knew that this film lives within me and I need to do it. But it's just understanding that, yeah, if I go against the current, that definitely it means that the ride will be sometimes, you know, a little agitated. And I remember one phrase that you probably told me a hundred (laughs) times. It's almost like, I want that. So I've decided I want that. So it's part of the right to have that. It, it It doesn't mean that it's my dream that it has to be just easy and joyful and just fulfilling all the times. Yes, definitely there was some situations where I actually ended some collaborations. Uh, That's why I was talking about the river. Some people were good for a few months. And then at some point I just felt like the misalignment. But essentially like the coaching, the impact of it to get to your question is that, yeah, I really feel like I'm with the right team. We have a couple of broadcasters channels that we're discussing with. And so I think without all the 
thought work and also sometimes just me reconnecting to why I'm doing it, it would have been maybe a bit more difficult for me to approach this high caliber team. I have a great producer, the co-writers, like I feel like everything is aligned. Obviously, it's still a work in progress project. The film is is, is not done yet, but uh, I can definitely see the, the big breakthrough that have um, happened, both in my mind, the thoughts, but also how it translates in my reality as to where I am right now with this project. I love that you said you would have misinterpreted the normal ebbs and flows, the rocky periods, the obstacles as I'm not supposed to be doing this. And that yeah. for us... Or it's so overwhelming for our bodies and our nervous system that we're like, I can't do this because I'm just, I'm our, like you were already stressed with trying to do and build your business because you had a, a financial goal and you're adding this to it. So I just kept celebrating you for knowing and getting help and getting resources for it. So when you would tell me, I was like, yep. And you have the resources for it. That's why you hired me. Like, and I would remind you, this is what we signed up for. Cause sometimes like, we're like, <laughs> right. It's like, this is the road. This is normal. It's like normalizing the ups and downs because we've been taught bad things happen when we're doing bad. So if it's not perfect, and if you guys have been listening to my good girl series, then like my first thing was bad things don't happen to good girls, but that's not true. Right. So but we interpret that in our bodies and everywhere in our nervous system. Like if this is this bad, this must mean this is a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing this. And when the thought is, who do you think you are? You don't have an answer. It's, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. I'm not that. Yeah. As opposed to who do you think you are? It's like, no, I'm such and such. Like I now mm. I have a, a documentary with inside of me. I have a story that I want to tell. Exactly. So having a credentials, the credentials. Yeah. It's my life and my life experience. Yeah. And I want to add something that really, I think, relates specifically to being a Black woman. And probably that is not just tied to being a, a French Black woman, but probably for any country where we are Black, is that I have this film, I have this story, but I know that sometimes I'm going to that current as to I'm saying it, I'm telling it, even if, you know, sometimes I, I did have some doubts. But my mom, my parents, my friends, my brothers and siblings, it's almost like sometimes they're like, oh, but we want to protect you and we don't do that. And we're supposed to just keep quiet and just having this transgressive, do you say transgression in English? Like this, mm -hmm. the fact that you're actually doing something that none of my parents or none of my ancestors have doing. And it's almost like you're going to the complete opposite direction. It means that you need a strong determination and also support system so that even if some of my the dear people that I love don't necessarily understand it, that I stay connected to that, that I don't betray this dream. So yes. that's what uh, having this support system was key because if I asked my my mom would be like, I don't understand why she does that. Like, why would you tell our story? But then I said, if we don't, who will? And it's not just me. I just want more of us to actually do that. And whether we show up in business, whether we tell our stories through films, like just having our fullest expression, because for a long time, I really realized now how we are all conditioned to like, just not develop fully our potential or just be seen as stereotypes. And I want us to be more seen as humans. So yeah. That's what it really helped me to realize. Yes. I think it's important that we realize too, that as you were saying, as high achieving women, like not to expect them to understand. It's not even like that they understand, but it's our expectation that they should understand. So then we start questioning, well, maybe I'm going in the wrong direction. 
No. Mm. Whereas instead of like taking their not understanding as like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like, they're not supposed to understand. Mm. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it'd be okay. Like, and like, and not make that mean, well, they're not supportive and I supported their dream and like getting in that, like, no. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the clan and the community is so strong that, yeah, sometimes being going in different direction that this one can feel like a very isolating experience. But yeah, for me, it's been a, I don't regret having taken the decisions because I see that sometimes by doing that, actually people can follow us and understand us and we liberate them to also express themselves. Yes. Okay. There was another thing that we've been kind of slowly intertwining through our coaching and I want to bring it up. And that is like the switch from, I want to hear your take on it. Like the switch from your previous winning strategy, which is drive and push through to me saying like, but maybe your new winning strategy is not going to be like that energy is not going to get you where you want to go this next round. And it's going to be more a softer approach to you and more loving and more compassionate. Mm. (laughs) And I know for the longest you were like, what does that even look like? Tell me in your words, what does that mean to you and how has that helped? It's funny you mentioned this because, yes, I think when we started coaching is definitely, I said, I want this coaching for this financial, I don't know, I can't remember the six-figure goal that I wanted to achieve. And then I said to myself, like, every year is going to be better than this year. So I'm definitely a growth-oriented person and my drive has definitely been my thing, as in like pushing through, etc. And so... In the past month, my body and the way I, I reacted to something made me sure that this had to be reviewed. I like that's because I could feel that, yeah, my level of energy in my thoughts that somehow the way I, I was operating, it was kind of the end of this season. And I remember you said to me, what if drive is not the, the key ingredient for the next phase? To be honest, <laughs> I have to say that I was like, what? I don't think so. Um, right? If I lose because my driver, who am I? Right, because as black um, women, like we pride ourselves on our drive, like our ambition and our push and like and like our story of being strong. And like, look, I went to medical school and I had three kids. Like that was my story. Like I went to anesthesia school and I had three kids under the age of two and I didn't have a job and I worked like that drive. But, and so I know it's so hard to like, wait, because that drive got us where we're going, right? Exactly. And it's proven to like, even take me to like, because having an impossible goal, when then this goal is possible, you're like, this is thanks to my drive. And so thinking that I could actually achieve more or sustain it without drive, that has been, my brain ceased to work at this time. I was like, I don't understand what she's saying. (laughs) I was resistant, but definitely I think that and it's really come up recently in the last few months, I can definitely see that, first of all, having more compassion, that's definitely a word that I understand intellectually, but I'm still working on it to not constantly push myself or like just be in the doing, doing, but like trying to be more in the being state and like, what do I feel and meet myself where I am. That's definitely something that I can, I've seen a shift for me in the past few weeks. And I think that I had done a lot of work being vulnerable because for me, it's almost linked to that because if I accept that I'm in my vulnerability state, that then I accept that sometimes I'm not going to actually show up waking up at 7 a.m. and then working out and then going to my business and then writing. Like, you know, this whole thing, sometimes right. I just feel like there are certain weeks where it's just not, 
I can't show up this way. So mm-hmm. it's almost like because I'm processing an emotion and it just this drive, compassion and vulnerability, this whole thing is just realizing that for me to get to the next level, it's just connecting deeper with who I am and understanding myself better. And then mm-hmm. by doing that, then accepting to let go of some of the hard expectations that I place on me. Yeah. So that when I actually recollect myself and when I connect with my being, I then have a clarity to to make a call, a decision that will take me to where I want to go. So I'm still feeling like I'm in a, I'm a work in progress, to be honest on that. But it's definitely a change of software <laughs> that is yes. happening as we speak here. I think it's important for us because if it's always our drive, then it's always on us. And, you know, our biggest thing is I I coached someone the other day because they were like, it's all on me. And I was like, as if that's a bad thing. But if it's always on us, then we're the bottleneck, right? Like we're it. Yeah. And as good as we are as Black women, and let me tell you, we are some powerful beings. I know that. But as good as we are to do the stuff that we really want to do, it's going to have to not be on us because it's going to be impossible for us to do all of that on our own. We're going to have to leverage it. So we're going to have to think at a different level. In order to think at a different level, we have to get ourselves out of that drive or fight or flight because Mm -hmm. our brain can't even think to solve it at a different level with the creativity until we get Mm -hmm. out of that. And so that's why it starts with acceptance and compassion. And then you start asking yourself or making different decisions, which is what you were saying. It's like, I have to make these decisions differently. And if you can't solve it, then it's like, okay, well, how do I solve it? And that's when you start creating. And that's when we start going to the next level. Yeah. 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 I definitely get this. But yeah, I think the drive, like I'm the type of person that pride myself to sometimes wearing my warrior costume as in like, yes, I'm going to approach it as if I'm, I'm, I'm at war. And this can help me sometimes, but it also takes so much energy because it's yeah. constantly as in like, I have to address this with this energy. And yes. now I realize that my energy is limited. I have 24 hours like everyone. I want to spend quality time and then protecting myself and preserving myself while still being an ambitious woman and yes. and having these goals and doing my documentary and traveling and et cetera. Like all this, I know that it means that I have to be more intentional. Yes. Exactly. It's like understanding like, oh, like understanding your stress levels and how do I want to address it? And some things I'm voluntarily putting myself like in a stress thing, like doing a documentary while being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. We already know. But then it's like, if that's my decision, then I also can decide how I'm going to take care of myself so that I'm not stressed out all the time. Yeah. I think something that was really key, and I think it's tied to that, is that realizing that my nervous system will get triggered and activated quite frequently because I'm doing both of these things. And also I'm pushing myself, uh, like I'm a high achieving person. So just that means that, yeah, that I will actually feel or uh, have certain thoughts that will activate my nervous system in a way. And I realized that sometimes the drive was making it harder with me losing sleep sometimes or even losing my appetite. So everything is so tied. Like, And I really realized now how bringing another softer energy means that I take care of myself and that my nervous system can also relax. Because with it being so activated, then the clarity and the decisions that I make are kind of blurry. So I think working with you, it's, it's almost that time of 
from all the thoughts, the stress, etc., where I can really understand what's going on in my body, why my nervous system reacts this way, and how I want to readjust certain things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it always starts with accepting ourselves wherever we are. I think every time I'm like, okay, but first let's accept ourselves where we are because we can immediately take ourselves out of fight or flight with, okay, this is where we are. Now what? Like not a problem. Now what? Yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. Okay. So anything that we didn't cover or anything you want to share, like what was the most surprising thing about coaching or like, why did you resign? Could be another question. Like, but anything you want to cover? Yeah, for me, there's two things. I think maybe we we touched base on that very slightly, but based on the work that you do and also the reason why I chose you and the fact that, yeah, we are high achieving women and that we want to to actually achieve our goals while having full, joyful lives, etc. I know that we're also part of the category where we are more prone to trauma and that's my case from the childhood that I had and so what was really key and I want to touch base on that because I do know I don't know the the, the statistics and the data but that trauma is is a, is a thing for yeah. across all populations but that for for black women it's definitely also high rate so there's healing that needs to also happen and I think before you there was definitely some healing on my end but then retelling the story differently and assigning a different meaning and also taking care of like this inner child that is wounded uh, is also key in growth journey especially when we want to do things that seem beyond our reach so I think yeah certain times where I was bringing some issues when realizing that the way I was perceiving this issue was also related to that the fact that I'm hyper vigilant and that every time I was having this challenge that somehow I was living it very intensely. It's also very key to know that. And quite frankly, being French, I was wondering before the coaching, uh, if being uh, Black, but from another country and context, whether that would be a fit. And so for me, I followed my intuition, but I, whether you're from you American and I'm French, there's definitely a commonality that you could definitely understand. So yeah, that's what I wanted to, to add. I don't know if that makes sense, but it has been a key part. And so... Why did I decide to to resign? And quite frankly, um, I think, yeah, every week having my time with you is that that safe space is really key. I can't describe it, but it's not even a space that I would have with my own best friend or with my mom, because it's almost like the history we've worked for a long time. So it's almost like, you know me, you know, what are my patterns you know how I tend to do that and so and I know when I'm going to bring this topic that you are going to call me out I know it but somehow you know (laughs) it's still good because it's still a safe space and you do that with so much compassion that's really your key word and I think you embody it and at the same time I feel understood where I think sometimes when I need a push you always tell me you've chosen that so it's part of the ride just deal with it, like accept it. Mm -hmm. So it's that mix of softness, feeling understood, because I think deep down every human being, we just want to feel understood and we just need the right guides that can understand us while not showing us the way, because I think we know the way, but by gently helping us to see things differently so I can go back to doing my hiking (laughs) towards my dreams. So that's really how I feel working with you. And that's the reason why I I resigned, because it's very precious, safe, safe space for me. Yeah. I want to speak to, because so many people, because I don't do business coaching, right? And so it's not like I am 
guaranteeing you or telling you you're going to make more money in your business. Yeah. It's like, how do you quantify it for yourself to justify investing in it? Because you are an entrepreneur, right? And you're not, I mean, we don't, we talk about business, but we don't, I don't give you business strategies or anything, but we talk yeah. about your hair, your hairstyle, buying a flat, a boyfriend, an old boyfriend, an ex, a text. Like we talk about mama, you know, yeah. daddy, a illness. I have COVID. Oh my God. Mm. Like a contractor, <laughs> the contract, just like everything. Mm. Because you are a business person, right? I know it's not like business people, like I'm going to get a business coach. What is the value if you can think about it, if you can say it a different way than I can? What was the value for you to invest in this type of coaching for you? And what's been the impact for your bottom line on your business? Mm. If you can say it. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. attest to that. I think for me, the value. So first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, our brains can get sometimes messy and chaotic. And so the value is almost like it unclutters it. It's almost yes. like, okay, refocus. <laughs> this is definitely uh, a lot of thoughts, but it's not because they're here that they are true or that it means that you have to just like go backwards, give up, etc. So it just, for me, the value is is refocus and reconnecting and then almost doing a, a selection of what I want to keep and that what serves me for what I ultimately want to achieve. And whether, yeah, there was something going on in my relationships or someone not paying me, et cetera, it's almost like, okay, yeah, part of the, the thing, no big deal, keep going. Where if I didn't have you, you know, when you speak to your friends about this, somehow they can give you counsel, but it's almost like they it's unsolicited advice and then it brings more confusion. So with the space and the safe space that I have, I know that it's not just whining, complaining or just like speaking and then just retelling yourself the story in a way that doesn't serve you. It's almost like you bring it and then you clarify what's going on and then refocus and then progress. So that's really the value I would say. And then in my bottom line, so I think, yeah, my business grew for sure. So I think we started to work together what a year and a half. So yeah, I think I doubled it last year. And so this year I look to double it. And then I remember sometimes you were saying to me, what if this is the year you're not growing? And <laughs> and it, you ask me the right questions because sometimes even if it's something to definitely consider, somehow coaching is not just you listening. It's also you asking the right questions so that I make sure that I I'm 100% aligned with what I want to do. So we're halfway through the year now. And yeah, I'm almost doing, I um, have the same turnover figure than last year. So it's going to be a, a growth year. So yeah. And then I think it's not just monetarily speaking. I can definitely see how working together, I realized that I have this black superwoman kind of program within me, as in like I do everything, especially when I was able to buy my flat for my own. I was like, wow, if you're able to do that, what else can you do? But this year is really realizing that actually there's also value by being uh, surrounded by people that can help me with my dreams. So whether it's the team that I have for my documentary or the team that I'm putting in place in my business, I think, yeah, this is the transition where I realize that doing everything by my own, being the solopreneur, it's great, but there's also value by getting help and trusting <laughs> and working with other people that can be bringing them magic and help me build what I want to build. So yeah, that's really the value that I can see. So good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you to you. 
And yes. last thing, I think what I want to say is that, you know how we always say that awareness is the first thing? It's really interesting because working with you for a month, having a weekly call, I can see how my awareness becomes really more, it develops basically. And so if I don't coach with you or like I had coaching with you two days ago, like sometimes I can definitely see the, a train of thoughts that I can look to redirect myself without necessarily bringing to you. So there's definitely long-term value as in like, it's just not you helping that, but then in the day to day, when something comes up, then you know, okay, this is happening because you know, of this right. and this and this, and you don't react so instantly to, to this. Right. And it's so energy conservative because if you react to everything, like, especially as black women, if we reacted to everything, we wouldn't have any energy to do the things that we really want to do. So yeah. it's energy conservative. It was like, okay. And it's not that you're letting people off or anything. It is It is all about you and managing your energy, what things you want to fight and what things you don't. But it's not, you don't have to attend every fight that your brain invites you to, right? Yeah, exactly. As in like, no, no not everything is like of utmost priority or urgent or need to be addressed right now. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes, because our brains will have us fighting all the time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think it's it's really been a like a, a great, exciting ride and yeah, continued for sure because <laughs> there is a season for everything and my the goals that I'm living, but I can see, and even you, you always testify that, oh, wow, I can definitely see the growth and evolution yes. and it's good. You need that person that can reflect that back to you. So good. If someone's on the fence and they are a high level entrepreneur like you, because we're talking about multiple six figures here, what and they're on the fence about getting this type of support. What would you tell them? Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Because I think for me, you can see like, oh my God, that's an investment. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, you think about, am I going to get a return on it? But it's not a business course. It's definitely an investment that will bring peace of mind, more connection. And all the work essentially is about being connected to our deeper selves so that we can then make the right decisions moves towards our goals so you have the same opinion but i don't think that business is a thing whereby you have a manual and you say oh you need to do a b etc like everyone does business their own way and for you to really have a, a thriving business as the person who creates it you need to be with the right mindset with peace a little bit of drive <laughs> i think still <laughs> but confidence and like you show up in a way where you have clarity and that not for every challenge you will give up so for that to happen there definitely needs to be some inner work and so being a black woman i think for me sometimes i marvel at the fact that i'm an entrepreneur because no one in my family was and it's almost like i feel it's not a miracle but like yeah it's an honor and a privilege we can call but it. It needs to be sustained and it needs to be, yeah, sustained and cultivated because we also have so many programs as to our worth and our place in society where when these thoughts come back, they can definitely hinder our growth. So that's why this investment for me is key because it's beyond what we decide to think. It's everything that our parents transmitted or everything that our society told us. And it's almost like we have a current and you need to stay really grounded and focused so that you don't drown. And so for that, that there needs to be some kind of support. So you might have both basically. <laughs> so good. So good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have any way people would like who want maybe your services can, can contact you? 
Uh, yes, they can. So uh, I know my name is a little common, but I'm sure it will be in the show notes. But mm-hmm. uh, people can find me on LinkedIn under Maimuna Diop. So M-A-I-M-O-U-N-A. And my um, name is D-I-O-P. And so my website is also, so the name of my business is M-D-W, which are basically my initials. <laughs> mdwconsulting.fr if people want to have a look at what I do. Yes, love it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. (laughs) Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. That's deeply rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.